Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Healing Uncensored podcast. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Healing my own chronic illnesses as an empath led me to become fascinated with energy and more specifically, all of the emotional, spiritual, and holistic healing modalities my doctor never told me about. I began to share my insights and journey online and over time built a powerful community and business supporting women who were also on the pathway to healing. Think of this podcast as your uncensored and no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship as an empath. You'll get no nonsense and totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing journey right beside you. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Healing Uncensored. I am excited to be back here with you, not only talking from a brand new microphone and some crisp, more dynamic audio, but also after about a month hiatus of not recording episodes. So we are back. I have a bunch of interviews lined up for January and happy freaking new year. It's 2020. I was so ready for it. I don't know about you guys, but I was ready for uh, December, at least 2019, to be over and to be just stepping into some new energy of the new year. So this episode today is actually a little bit about my December. I wasn't planning on taking a hiatus and it just turned out that's exactly what my mind and my body needed. 
And I thought, so I was in LA for the first, first two weeks of the month. And I thought that I was going through this like, you know, quote, mini dark night of the soul. And in fact, I had plans to talk about this, write about this, record an episode on it about mid-December. But what I didn't realize at the time was that I was still in the thick of everything that was going on. And just now, finally, a month later, I'm able to pause and reflect on the intensity of what was the past month. So today's episode is just going to be going through a little bit of a, a deeper, bigger dark night of the soul that I've been experiencing that I hope that you can relate to but and see parts of yourself in, but also that just can inspire some of your own growth. So here we go. On December 5th was when I first flew out to LA to get trained in hypnotherapy. And hypnotherapy is a tool I've been using for a couple of years now for personal issues that I've discussed with many of you before around skin picking, around deep-rooted fears, around confidence and limiting beliefs. And the day before I left to go out to LA for two weeks for this training, I got really sick with whatever my husband had been dealing with the past week. He got sick around Thanksgiving. I thought I was in the clear. Turns out not so much. So regardless, I made the trip out to LA with my bag full of homeopathic or remedies. I had everything from the Whole Foods section on like cold and flu and then my essential oils, of course. And when I was in LA, I, I felt this surge of anxiety that honestly I hadn't experienced in years. And if you're new here, new to my journey, you may not know, but I used to suffer from debilitating anxiety and panic attacks. That was a large part of my healing journey several years ago. So I was pretty pissed at the resurgence of anxiety that decided to, to come come up to the surface. And I immediately blamed all the surface level and external factors that could be the cause or the reason to blame the anxiety that was surfacing within me. So that included things like the smog and the poor air quality in LA, it included the 5G brain damaging technology that I wasn't used to, the intense just energy of so many people and the huge population of LA, a lack of nature, at least where I was staying, it was just kind of some, a cement grid. And I'm used to being up in the mountains and being in nature and having a big backyard. I blamed it on being sick and just my body not being in its full capacity and full energy. I blamed this on the people I was spending my training days with and uh, just being around energy that wasn't as supportive or positive as when I was at home and I could control my space and the, the environment that I was spending my day in. I blamed it on the extreme subconscious reprogramming that we were doing through hypnotherapy training. So when you go to trainings like this, it's not just here's how to do it and you sit and you watch a lecture and they show you or they demonstrate. I mean, there there is some lecture and there is some demonstration, but you're also the the, the client and you partner up with people and you practice the hypnosis, this very healing modality on each other. And so... I was the client in, in every single day in many circumstances as we practiced on each other. And that was some really intense subconscious reprogramming. And 
then I found other reasons to blame <laughs> this anxiety kind of coming up to the surface as well, like the Airbnb that I was staying at and just being, you know, on sheets that I don't know what laundry detergent they were cleaned with. And I didn't know what the the house had been cleaned with and what chemicals were in there. And so I could go on and on and on. And it's interesting because I literally could go on and on and on. It's so easy for me to find external factors to blame for how I'm feeling internally. So then when one of my best friends who she's just a soul sister who totally gets me, she drove up from Encinitas to to visit me for a night in LA and we were just having a conversation again. Like this is somebody who just gets me. We connect on a very soul level. We understand what each other is talking about pretty much at all times. And she remarked on something interesting. And that thing is how often we blame the external in order to avoid the internal challenge that often happens to be the true root of whatever the issue is. So of course, my defensive nature clenched and winced at first, but eventually it softened into the possibility that, yeah, okay, like none of the things that I just listed off above and could have kept going on and on about were making my life any easier. But maybe there was something deeper that was coming up to the surface through this experience that I had not considered that was more internal, that was something that I was avoiding because it felt sticky. It felt hard. I didn't want to face it. I especially didn't want to face it when I was outside of my normal environment, outside of my home, traveling, having long days of training. And then I realized what that thing might be. So despite knowing what may have been surfacing, the anxiety continued to grow. And one night I ended up just sobbing for for an hour. I was desperate to release some of the feelings that were building inside of me. And tears are just like a very, very literal way that our body can release some of this energy, release some grief, some sadness. So I sobbed for an hour in order to let some of this go, and I did. I did feel a lot lighter afterwards. But then the day that my friend was leaving after she visited me during uh, the break, like halfway through the training, and we were in the car together, and I got hit with this intense rush of energy that just made me feel like I was going to pass out. And I grabbed her arm because I was grasping for something or someone to steady me, to ground me, to make me feel safe, because I thought I was like going down in that moment. And as I connected my hand to her shoulder, she felt that same rush of energy flow through her, and it almost brought both of us to tears. And kind of shocked by the intensity of the energy I passed over to her for a second she she said to me she's like Sarah what was that and I didn't have an answer for her I just knew that it felt scary and that I didn't want it (laughs) and that I really wanted to retreat from everything I was experiencing physically this whole resurgence of anxiety in my body so something was clearly happening here and For several days, it felt very intrusive. It felt negative and, frankly, extremely inconvenient. 
and my psyche just felt as if it could shatter at any moment. I felt so fragile and I kept feeling this urge to escape, to run away, to retreat. One night I laid in the bathtub and I called my mom, just desperate for someone to talk me like down off this crazy ledge of thoughts that was circulating through my mind and this fear of dying and the anxiety for me that, that I used to experience a lot in the past but then had resurfaced through this experience was often gave me these thoughts of like I'm gonna die oh my gosh I'm gonna pass out no one's gonna be here to like save me or help me like some of these deep rooted fears within my subconscious being and so I also scheduled an emergency session with my intuitive healer so that she could balance my chakras I mean I was grasping like I felt so unsafe and I was calling in all of all of the troops, anyone I felt like could give advice, help me with healing, give me a good talking to, this intuitive healer, balance my chakras, my coach. I had a session with her as well. She did some more intuitive healing on me and eventually called my husband when we had been talking every day. But there was one phone call I had with him and, you know, he just he was like, I think you should probably come come back home. It's OK to come back home babe why don't you just come back home and how badly I wanted to fly home I wanted to get out of there so badly I wanted to be back in the arms of my my person the person who the previous years that I had experienced anxiety was always my my like hole that I would go run to when I was having these experiences and now here I was separate from him and feeling extremely unsafe in my body and all of that normalcy was so far away but as I realized how badly I wanted to fly home and how much my husband was what helped me feel safe I realized in that moment that I had to stay and The pathway to healing for all of us is ultimately through, not around. So despite almost flying home, I was still there and I was I was fully there. I was ready to show up and to continue the second half of my hypnosis certification. So one afternoon on lunch break, a new friend that I met from the training offered to guide me through a breathwork session. And it's a specific style of breathwork called conscious connected breath. And inside my head, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm already so fucking fragile right now. I feel completely out of control. I haven't been sleeping. I've been waking up with intense fears of dying. Should I really do breath work at this time? But I said yes anyways. And off to my Airbnb, we started walking during this particular day's lunch break. And on the way... This walk, I, I was doing this walk twice a day, every day, like one for the morning session, one for the, the evening session. And I had done it every day. On this day, when I was walking with this woman, we turned onto the street that my Airbnb was on about a mile from the, the uh, center we were learning at. And there were probably a hundred crows, a hundred I kid you not. (laughs) And they were like all over the street in the lawns and the trees on like the uh, telephone poles and wires, just chilling, just chilling there. And I had never seen them once any other day. And I didn't see them there any other day after that either. 
And so it was kind of like eerie, but also divine timing. I didn't fully know how to interpret it at the time, but I was like, all right, well, here we go. So this woman asked me to set an intention for the session. And the first thing is like, okay, anxiety. This is what I've been dealing with lately since I've been here. It's been all consuming and I really want to let it go. So she went into what the session was going to feel like, how I might feel as we, we started. And she explained how tetany, which is the involuntary contraction of muscles in your hands, was very common during this particular style of breath. So I'm going fuck (laughs) because what she didn't know and what I would then explain to her was that tetany was my my tell my sign for when anxiety was starting to surface when it was coming on in my body and I've been experiencing random tetany in my hands for years I just didn't know it had that name but every time I've experienced it it's all associated to moments of anxiety And when my hands feel that way, I panic. So we altered my intention for the session to releasing control, which I ultimately knew was something I'd been resisting in my life for a long time, and it was time to heal. So I was excited for the potential relief, but terrified of the sensations that I would have to potentially move through. So I just kept repeating inside my head, like, I am here for this. I'm here for this. I'm here for this. I'm a full participant in this exercise. And I trust that whatever needs to surface, whatever needs to heal, whatever needs to release will happen. So I've been teaching yoga for 10 years, you guys, 10 years. And I've done a shitload of breath work, pranayama, kundalini kriyas, but I had never done anything like this before. And my arms began to tremble and I felt the uncontrollable controllable urge to shake them. So I started flailing my arms around in just a way that felt good. And my hands did, in fact, start to tetany. And so I shook them and I twirled them and I threw them around almost as if I was like tossing energy around the space. And I was all doing all this as I was lying down flat on my back on, on a bed. But my arms were not still. My arms were shaking. My fingers were moving. I was just trying to release and, and, and to be able to move through and process some of the sensations I was having in my body. So I went through in these 20 minutes Emotions of intense fear, of feeling like I was going to die, of feeling liberated, feeling relaxed, feeling angry, feeling sad. And when the music finally stopped and I put my arms down by my sides, I finally just started to cry. All these signs that had been showing up the past week around releasing control now had a more clear message for me. And that message was that uncomfortable feelings in my body, like tetany of the hands or the anxiety I was experiencing, are simply signs that energy is moving through me. My body is not dying when these things happen. And instead, it's processing all of the things that I'm experiencing in in life. And even this simple shift in perspective was immensely helpful for me. 
I thought that that was going to be the end of this mini dark night of the soul. Like, okay, I fully confronted this fear. I released control. I did some intense fucking breath work. I've been doing two weeks of hypnotic therapy and rewiring my subconscious mind. And I thought that's gotta be it, right universe? Like that's gotta be all. I, I, (laughs) I thought it was. So this was about mid-December and I flew back to Colorado thinking like, wow, that was intense. I'm so glad it's over. And I'm proud of myself for not running, running away and instead being fully present to the lessons hidden within the discomfort. So I arrived back to my husband and to my dog and to my home and I was so ready to take a deep breath and relax But alas, the universe had other things in store. So that cold fever infection, I don't know exactly what I had at the beginning of the month, but it never truly went away. And when Andrew and I then drove up to our mountain house, you can actually follow us on Instagram now. It's at Wild Winds Cabin. We are so official. We opened the doors to our Airbnb in the mountains. It's in Grand Lake, Colorado. So that's like a total side note, but you can, you can check out the house. It's, it's pretty much all ready and ready to go. So we're driving up there to like put some finishing touches on because our first renters are coming this month in January. When we got up there, I started to feel way worse. So I'm going to spare like all the details of the discomfort and just get to the point. But After four days of intense head and chest pain, plus this extreme irritability and sound, light, sensitivity, mood swings, a fever, back pain, neck pain, lightheadedness, like these are symptoms that, first of all, stuck around for four days, but also I'm pretty like grounded, rooted. I understand my emotions. I typically can look can feel intuitively into my body and these symptoms were like what the fuck is happening I finally took myself to the ER and the last straw that that made me make that decision was when I was trying to go to sleep one night I was by myself and every time I laid down flat or put my head on the pillow I would start to black out so I knew something was wrong. My intuition, it was working. It just, it was screaming at me. I just couldn't understand like what was actually going on. And I finally decided I need to go get some help here. So it's interesting though, and maybe some of you can relate to this, that after so much trauma associated with conventional medical care, I'm the last damn person you will typically see at the hospital. Like, I do anything and everything to avoid conventional medicine. If I broke my arm, I would go to the ER. (laughs) That's a different story. But going there for these symptoms was a really big deal for me. And it wasn't a great experience. I had to press for tests. I had to stand up for myself. I had to, like, speak up for myself. And a lot of old trauma was triggered by the doctor that I saw, which is not related to this current story of my dark night of the soul, but but uh, it definitely brought up other things as well. So eventually after all the tests that they ran, I mean, I had like a flu swab and I got an EKG and I was hooked up to oxygen and, you know, had some fluids, um, IV fluids, because I was definitely a little dehydrated. 
as well as a uh, head CT scan and a chest x-ray. And eventually they found a viral chest infection. So I had some inflammation in my lungs and uh, viral meningitis, which is inflammation of the brain and spinal cord, different from bacterial meningitis, which is the one that like you could potentially die within a few hours. But the viral one is not... Um, that intense but it is still inflammation of brain and and spinal cord and so now I'm going okay this makes so much more sense because I've been feeling crazy inside of my head and having all sorts of symptoms that I you know I'm just not used to in my body so I went home feeling proud of my intuition but still just as uncomfortable minus some oxygen and fluids because there's really nothing you can do for for viral infections She's like, you can take you can take an antibiotic home with you if you want. I was like, that's not going to help me, so I'll pass. So what you can do is simply rest. You can take anti-inflammatories. I choose to take natural anti-inflammatories, and you know, lots of hydration. Uh, I was also just on my own accord drinking some liquid chlorophyll because it helps to oxygenate your blood as well. So. I had this long talk with my hubby about everything that had been going on that I've been going through lately. And he mirrored back to me that I was still trying to control everything in my life. I mean, I didn't even tell him when I was going to the hospital. I texted him like four hours later that I had been in the hospital and he was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And you know, he just mirrored back to me that like, babe, you're trying to control everything and this is a partnership and you got to tell me what's going on inside that head of yours. And he was right. And in that moment, I just let the tears flow out. And I realized I was still trying to control so many aspects of my life, which honestly had been heightened even more the past couple months after my brother Joe died so unexpectedly. Control was my way of grasping for security and safety. And anxiety surfaced every time I felt like something was out of my control. Food at restaurants gave me anxiety. Anything related to public transportation where it wasn't on my watch gave me anxiety. Time in any sort of control over time or lack of control over time when control was in somebody else's hand gave me anxiety. Uh, My living environment, whether it was at an Airbnb that fell out of my control or even my own home where it just wasn't the way I wanted it to be. Uh, And especially my health when I felt like there were symptoms, physical symptoms I was experiencing that I didn't understand that didn't make sense to me that felt out of control. And I'm really curious to know how many of you relate to this. Do you get anxious when something in your life feels out of control? That had been the case for me for the majority of my life. I've been kind of grappling with this surrender in certain parts of my life and like getting pretty good at the surrender in some parts, in some aspects, from some standpoints. But then there were other things that I was not releasing control over. And it's deeply rooted. It's deeply rooted in old stories and what kept me safe as a little girl in losing two brothers unexpectedly and feeling like 
now I really have control over nothing in my life. So this was a good moment for me to to pause and to consider a lot of the things that I've been through that I hadn't really given myself credit for. That's just where the story is going to end for today. Look out for part two and rest of this dark night of the soul journey. And thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love the Healing Uncensored podcast and are excited for all the new content coming January 2020 and beyond, I would love your support in sharing these alternative ways of healing, just uncensored conversations and aspects of my own healing journey with others. The best thing that you can do is share the episodes that you love the most with friends or family or on social media. Again, thank you so much and I'll see you all next time.